What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are watching a master at work. You are listening to NFL Trend Zone. Free agency. Let's see. We are about, what, a week and a half into it. Uh, we got some big news about the NFL and a new TV deal. There's a lot of those free agents that are not yet signed. So we're going to go through all the week's NFL news. I'm Dustin Baker. I am a writer for FranchiseTag.com, and I'm here with Wesley Johnson, who is also a writer for uh, FranchiseTag.com. And we're going to get into all that NFL stuff. But first, we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. March Madness is uh, in full swing. Uh, BetOnline has you all covered for all the news, the scores, and um, all that good stuff. It's the best place for you to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Per usual, a lot to get into tonight because it is one of the most fun times of the year, free agency. Um, so that's where we're going. Well, no, we'll leave that for a few minutes from now. The other big news in the grand scheme of things was the television deal that the NFL landed with various networks. Um, so that is a, it does a lot of things. So first, I hope this isn't perceived as a soapbox. I just want to set the record straight. So five years ago, four years ago, four and a half years ago, when the theory was that, uh, listener viewers were going to flock away from the game because of anthem kneeling wrong um and then when <laughs> nike went all in and said we're going to support colin kaepernick for his stance and you know folks said that it would be the end of nike wrong um so that was my immediate knee jerk is that football is nearing the peak of its powers if it wasn't big enough it's getting bigger and the folks that said they were going to boycott the game because a man protested if they did, it's not making a damn bit of difference. Uh, but what about the the nuts and bolts, Wes? What does that mean for the NFL with this humongous deal? Yeah, so right after we got done with the show last week, uh, the next morning they announced this massive new TV deal. Uh, it's a 12-year deal that will run through um, 2033. Um it's a $110 billion deal. 
in comparison, I think the last TV deal that they did was around um, the high 20s to low 30s in, in the billions. So um, obviously, uh, this is a step up from that uh, same kind of length. Um, and yeah, th there's some obvious network winners from it. Uh, <laughs> ESPN being probably the main one uh, with ESPN, uh, ABC, uh, their parent company, they are getting two Super Bowls in this deal. I believe the last time that they had a Super Bowl was in uh, 2005. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, there's also a rumor floating around that when DirecTV's uh, Sunday ticket contract expires in 20, uh, 2022, uh, that ESPN is going to make a pitch to try and run away with that. So, I mean, it, if ESPN can pull that off, yeah. And they got Watch the Disney that. meat behind them, so they can, they're pretty much capable of anything. Absolutely. So the, I, I want to make sure I get this clear. So when that when this type of news hits that, you know, it's billions and billions, quite frankly, everybody involved in the sport, the coaches, the owners, the players, everybody benefits. This is this isn't a, you know, owners are the only beneficiary. This is everybody. So the players will get richer. This is all around good news for anybody associated with NFL. Correct. Correct. That okay. is correct. I think there's a misnomer at times that when we see massive dollars doled out that, uh, you know, we do just say, well, look at the owners. It's they're just, I, it's equal. So the salary cap's going to go up and that's probably why the Cowboys finally committed to Dak. Like they should have done three years ago, whatever it was is because mm -hmm. they know that his deal may seem puny uh, in a few years. That's just the, the nature of it, that the salary cap's going to spike. And with, hopefully they have like this, really sweet prognosis and when we're a little bit more back to normal at this time next year the salary cap is like humongous compared to right now and yep. we see something like a 40 million dollar spike because all of those cash strapped teams and even the ones that have cap room available will just have more money to play with it'll make you feel a lot more flexible at least when you're entering free agency whomever your team may be and then the players get more money so i can't unless i'm you know like a diehard communist i can't think of a, a, a bad outcome for anybody in this yeah i i can't think of one either uh you know there's also some scheduling things that oh yeah monday forward night. monday night there's uh they can start flexing games and starting in week 12 now uh amazon becomes the exclusive thursday night football provider uh probably in the next week or so we'll we'll get confirmation that uh, we do in fact, or we will in fact have a 17 game season yeah. starting this year, uh, with three preseason games. So the amount of games won't change, but the amount of games that count will, um, as of now, there's only one bye week Um, I think if they move to 17 games, the players union will probably push for maybe a second bye week for, uh, player safety. Okay. The uh, I so I love it if there's a Monday night doubleheader more times than not or whatever it is three times. Yeah. I think I think that is spectacular. And um, one thing that I always uh, makes me I feel like I'm in the minority is when uh, 
when there's a complaint about Thursday night football, now I get it from the player side. And when they say like our bodies can't recover in time, this is a joke. I empathize there. And if, if that is indeed the uh, majority sentiment, then I would be like, yeah, we could probably live without Thursday night football, but complaining about, you know, these games suck because sometimes it's low tiered teams. I'm always like, who cares? It's right. more football. It's something to do during the week. It's something for me to write about. It's something to keep an eye on. It's something to get excited about. So I have like uh, you know, a hole emotionally when it gets to what is it week 16 and they cut or 15 15 or 16 they, they cut it out and right. thursday nights just go down to oh i can't even have it on in the background if i'm be hanging out with my kids this sucks so right <laughs> i want to make sure i get it out there that the more football like even when we had all those coronavirus reschedules i was just eating them up maybe not the 3 p.m one or whatever it was but right. the, the more the merrier 17 games uh ultimately i'll get used to that but i um uh, I get so deep into the numbers of football. It kind of gets on my nerves that all the conventional records like, yeah, is this a nine and seven team? It's now going to be nine and eight. And I'm just going to have to get used to that when I'm typing out my stat tweets. So that's just nitpicking. And then one other note before we go on to free agency, uh, by the time this TV deal expires, like the top three quarterbacks that we perceive in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson will either be old men by football years or be gone from the sport altogether. So that's how uh, far reaching this, this agreement is. So put that in perspective. Yeah. And as a season ticket holder, I'm sure you're thrilled because you get one more, one more game rather than a, another preseason game that you have to pay for. Oh, I am Uh, a little story about preseason is so the first year, At U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Uh, I drive up there every Sunday with the Thursday Vikings game, four hours in the same day and the four hours back, leave the house at 6.30 a.m., get home at about 8.30 p.m., like clockwork. And I never feel rushed. We stop and eat and everything. But with preseason, the first two games in 2016 I went to just for the awe of it and to say I've been there. Uh, but it, it, it soon pivoted to the way that I feel about preseason in general. You get all excited about it and you sit down and watch and within about 20 minutes, you're like, this sucks. Like, (laughs) why did I want to watch this? Just like, you know, you try to figure out who's going to make the team. So now I just give them away. Uh, I, I try to find, um, maybe like a a single mom or something, um, that would enjoy it and, you know, give those tickets away because there is a little bit of a market for them, but Yes, I am yeah. all about more of it, especially that I can go to sometimes nine games every other year. And that's pretty right. Simple. All right, free agency. It'll be a little tricky that we don't double up on some of the news from last week because the the big, big names went off the board. Um, but there were a couple since we've chatted and you guys have listened. Um, I think the big get was uh, Kenny. I always, start, I always start to call him Roy Galladay for some reason, <laughs> baseball brain. It was Kenny Galladay, and I don't know. I, I, I thought when he was going to be a free agent, I thought the Ravens would spend their money and then get Lamar his target. They either didn't get it done or didn't have interest. I don't know, and I don't really care. But now he's a giant, so tell me what that means for the Giants. Yeah, uh, they added Kenny Galladay. Uh, they also added Kyle Rudolph and Adoree Jackson on the defensive side of the football. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It's a prove-it year for Daniel Jones. Can Kenny get it done? Uh, also for Saquon, Saquon Barkley, he's had two straight injury-riddled uh, seasons. So, you know, he's going to want a, a contract, I'm sure, coming up here soon. And he's going to have to prove himself that he can stay healthy and, and make an impact. Yeah, he uh, if he would have had a normal, healthy year and had his, you know, Herculean efforts like he usually does is that dual threat that catches the ball. 
he probably would have been one of those dudes that could start to either whisper about an extension this year or flat out ask for it now that I think Zeke kind of set the standard. Uh, but with the injury, I guess he could do it, but it uh, wouldn't be the most apropos time to do it. Uh, on the Giants, it's all, this is common knowledge, it's all going to hand on Dan- Daniel Jones. And I, in his first season, outside of the fumbles, he was pretty darn good, but it's a big quote outside of the fumbles because he had like right. 17 and he won't be in the league very much longer if that was his MO. But then this year, in terms of performance, he took a little bit of a step back. You start yeah. to ask yourself, is that offensive line? Is that Saquon? Do we want to do the excuse game? But now he's entering a forum with the Giants where you're not going to be any excuses. You've got uh, all of those weapons that you rattled off, even not. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram, who's probably a top yep. eight tight end. Uh, so we're going to figure out this year in year three, if he is the real deal. And the same, in my opinion, logic goes for Drew Locke with the Broncos. Uh, I think he'll be the starting quarterback. I think all the quarterback whispers have calmed down. Maybe he still goes uh, to the Texans in a swap for Watson. Uh, we shall see how that stuff plays out. But right. he's on another situation. He's in another situation where it's Judy, like Patrick will be back. Uh, Sutton, uh, Mike Boone, Melvin Gordon, and then uh, Fant. And they usually have another good tight end or two. And so he's got everything. So I consider those dude bedfellows in terms of expectations. In year three, if they cannot get it done with those robust depth charts, then it looks like those teams would have struck out. No, I don't I don't think necessarily either one of them will strike out. Uh, I really like Drew Locke's game, uh, and he's such a lovable dude. And then with Jones, he really convinced me in his rookie year that he would take a next step until he didn't. So what, what are your right. thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think both of them have shown glim, glimpses of, of their talent at different times. Uh, Jones obviously regressed a little bit. Um, part of that, you know, the surrounding cast last year, at least on the offensive end, wasn't that great. They've had offensive line problems for the last few years. Uh, Couple in with, I, I think, if I remember correctly, the top two or three wide receivers went down for a good portion of the year, and they were running out, you know, third or fourth stringers. Uh, yeah. Obviously, having Saquon back there helps keep the defenses honest, but. You know, they ran out Devontae Freeman after they picked him up as a free agent, which didn't really work out all that well. So, yeah, uh, we'll stay on wide receivers um, before we pivot to a different depth chart spot. So Will Fuller, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's really splashed in terms of, you know, especially play fantasy football. You gravitated toward him um, with the Texans last year, and now he moved on and he's going to play for the Dolphins. And usually you would think, yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. But it, it, it hinges on to us. So uh, what do you, what is your temperature on Fuller to the Dolphins? I, I think it's a good deal for him. Um, I believe that they missed a speedy wide receiver on the outside. Uh, Devontae Parker kind of uh, plays around the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall who else they had on the outside. But uh, I think Fuller will help stretch the field. They have a couple gadgety running backs, yep. uh, Miles Gaskin, um, Salvin Ahmed. Uh, those types of guys can help. Didn't you 
didn't you vacillate between those dudes to win our fantasy league last year? That like, I did. Those were your waiver wire dudes. So I, I, I remember this not because, you know, I'm salty. I remember this because I um, did the same thing with Gaskin in a different league and that kept me afloat. And so I got to admire you from afar thinking, I know exactly what his mindset was. And he got him before I did. Cause this dude, if you guys care, he's the notorious waiver wire skimmer and he gets them first. And lo and behold, he won the damn league and our, our experimental maiden voyage, 20 team league. If you can believe that <laughs> Fuller really made a splash to me because I always considered him a WR two um, because he always was lost in the limelight with Hopkins and I think that he probably teeters on a WR one. Um, a lot of that might be Watson's, uh, you know, on the field, um, just greatness. But well, he'll have an audition to split uh, the WR one title probably with Parker. But yeah, yeah. We'll, see, we'll, we'll it'll like everything. It'll hinge on the quarterback, won't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Tua's got to prove himself. I know last year during their playoff run, you know, he sat a couple games. Uh, because they couldn't trust him. Obviously, he's a, a rookie, so that's kind of to be expected. Uh, but there's definitely room for him to grow. The segue here is too uh, tantalizing to um, ignore. So the quarterback for some of the time last year, since we last uh, spoke to you guys, Brian Fitzpatrick and his beard, uh, they traveled to the nation's capital, <laughs> those right. two entities. And so... Now, uh, the Washington football team is going to have Fitzpatrick there, and it's it's awesome because he's another dude that I guess you could perceive as lovable. Um, as of late, he's kind of taken on that persona. Uh, but it, it, I've seen this so many times. It's like you. The only thing that's different this time is he's going there and probably going to be the starter. But how many teams has he gone to and had like the weirdest luck in the world where the quarterback gets hurt and then he comes in and looks like God for a month? And then it's back to being probably the 20th best quarterback in football. But I don't know. It'll be fun because, you know, his beard is there. But what do you do? You think it's a patch over gig or do you think it's going to be his team? Yeah, I I think it's a patch over gig. Um, I anticipate them probably doing what they can to get their quarterback in this draft. Um, Obviously, they they had Dwayne Haskins who they drafted, I think, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't work out with the new regime, and so they, they cut him loose. Uh, but new the new regime can you know get their guy. Maybe it's uh, uh, Chris Sims' guy. I forget who he had said. Um, Pond. Oh, so we're going – yeah, it's Mond. M- or Mond, yeah. yeah. So they, they might lurk in the third or fourth round, you're saying? Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe they'll – I think they're like drafting 18th. So I, I don't know if they, yeah, that's they purgatory wanna, for the quarterback. Yeah. I don't think anyway. they want to go up, you know, high enough to get, you know, one of the top guys, but you know, maybe they see value in one of the later round guys. Yeah. that's, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of football team fans. Cause Fitzpatrick will be fun. Um, you had a guy in Taylor Heineke that played like a uh, stud in the playoff game against the Bucks, and he looked like he belonged there in the old NFL. That would have been a springboard to a starting gig somewhere. You know, the way we used to do things like uh, a somewhat young backup that, you know, just gives you an exciting vibe usually gets a starting gig. Maybe he'll compete in camp or something like that. Um, but it's such a nasty spot to draft in this year for a quarterback. Cause you, 
I guess you'd hope that Mac Jones falls to you or you just take him there anyway if he is there. Um, but the, the opinion on Jones is so mixed. I've seen right. him going as early as to the Panthers a month ago and then not at all to the second round. And I don't know. It seems it seems like we're in vintage Washington territory over the past, what, 20, 25 years where you'd kind of do that old school Vikings thing or the current Bears thing where you just hope Hope the dude and Fitzpatrick does enough to win nine or seven or nine or ten games. Yeah. yeah. But we should not rule out Ron Rivera because in year one, he took them to the playoffs with an underwater record and Ron Rivera wins. And even I wouldn't wouldn't have said that roster was capable of sneaking up, winning the division with a losing record and getting into the dance. Right. No, absolutely. What's another free agent name from this past week you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about uh, Riley Reef. Oh, yeah. He uh, he signed a deal with the Bengals. Uh, you know, maybe as insurance. Uh, Bengals draft fifth in the draft, and uh, the top offensive tackle uh, Sewell. He may or may not be there. Um, so at least Reef can provide a little bit of um, gap insurance in a way yeah. to to get you to the next year if if need be. Um, they also signed Eli Apple uh, for a cornerback. Um, so yeah, Man, he's, he's become quite the journeyman. Yeah, <laughs> it's ever was he part of the Beckham or he was part of some trade or did, well, he, he may, when he was moved on from the Giants. Uh, it seems like now he's been in three spots, kind of like Yannick and Gonkway, where it's like a very young journeyman. Yeah. On Reef, so we know him. We don't really try to hide too much that uh, primarily we're Vikings fans, and he's a good left tackle. Uh, the Vikings are supposed to pay him uh, between 15 and 17 million. I can't remember the number for this year, and that's why the Vikings parted ways with them. But I'd say on, oh boy, maybe 15 teams in the NFL, he can start and be the solution. So it's really interesting if because he's not very old. He's 32. And it's interesting to see if uh, Sewell fell to them. Uh, you know, that's, that's more of a prospect that you can get excited about for the next 15 years. You could, probably couldn't uh, resist him, but then what are you going to do? Just tell reef to take a hike or move him over to the right side. I don't know. Kick him to the right side. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably the Vikings in us talking. We just, well, he doesn't work. Put him at center. Uh, but yeah, that one's cool. What about uh, staying within his old division with the bears? They did a bunch of weird stuff, and uh, yeah. that well, let's see. Did they have Dalton by the last time we talked? I can't remember. So they got I think Dalton. They did yeah. okay. So we, we discussed Dalton as a okay. Well, that's a, that's a, a fail safe plan if I ever saw one. And then uh, it felt like in a series of an hour, Kyle Fuller was released. Um, Hakeem Nix allegedly wanted to trade, and they walked that back. And then was it Eddie Jackson? like did like a crying emoji was upset. One of their other uh, keynote defensive players appeared disgruntled by the news. Uh, it took about 48 hours and Fuller reunites with Fangio in Denver. And right. you probably have this on your NFL brain radar. The Broncos have quietly made a lot of smart moves and they still got a lot of money to spend. Yeah. Um, surprise, surprise. It'll hinge on the quarterback, but um, you talked to last week about how you were impressed or at least 
he took note of all the Texans moves because they've had like 78 of them. Right. Um, <laughs> but the Broncos, am I missing something that they've quietly had a pretty robust free agency? want to interrupt for just a second to talk about our newest sponsor, which is eBay. Um, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, um, find the exact shoes you're looking for on eBay. As for the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop a pair um, that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators, uh, which is a team of experienced sneaker authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching, etc., and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee uh, tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verification return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell and flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. No, they've done very well in free agency. Um, they revamped that defense, um, especially in the secondary. Retained both their safeties, added a few different uh, playmakers at cornerback. Uh, restructured Von Miller. Uh, if he can come back healthy, I, I believe that that defense will be right back to the powerhouse it, it was, you know, two or three years ago. I, I, yeah, because I don't, I, I never had the perception that it left. It probably took a step down a little bit based on the Fangio product from those playoff teams with the Bears and Trubisky, um, yeah. but. I have always been so intrigued by this Broncos team with Fangio because quietly Elway and now George Payton have stockpiled an offensive, not quite a juggernaut, but on paper, um, the depth chart looks dazzling. Um, so if, if Locke takes the next step, which could happen, then you've got all these receivers, damn good tight end, usually have running backs that work for the Broncos no matter what. And then, by the way, we've got a defensive mastermind in Fangio. They feel like they could be a sneaky, sneaky good team if Locke is ready to be at least like a top 15 quarterback. Yeah, and absolutely. They, I think I, if, if that happens, they can contend um, in that division, even though it's, you know, strangle held by the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think Oakland probably takes a step back or Las Vegas. <laughs> there we did it again. <laughs> Never going to um, stop. <laughs> and then, you know, the Chargers, they've been middling in mediocrity for so long that I, I just can't take them seriously until they actually do it. So yeah. um, I, if they can get, if Denver can get consistent play from Locke, you know, that defense can keep them in games against Kansas City. Yeah, and they have, since Mahomes got there, uh, they have had the Broncos number. And uh, I live in South Dakota, so I'd say about 20%, maybe a third of the football fans are Broncos fans, just like that westerly feel, westerly United States feel. <laughs> and I, I can I can hear in conversations with them how dominant the Chiefs have been. And it isn't usually that way. Usually uh, it's a split of some sorts, but with Mahomes in town, uh, he's got the best of them. So um, it'll be tricky to see if they can over overtake them. I don't think that'll happen, but at least uh, hang tough. So let's see what else has happened in the last week. That was notable for free. We, we had a run on running backs. Um, oh, yeah. Some of the top names came off the board. Uh, Chris Carson, he re-signed with Seattle. Um, Philip Lindsay, 
he was let go by Denver and signed with the Texans. Yeah, that one surprised me. Yeah, I, th- I thought they loved their hometown story, but maybe, I'm sure they did. But it was time to move on and bring in uh, Mike Boone from the Vikings. Yeah, and then I believe uh, yesterday Mike Davis uh, from the Panthers signed with the Falcons on a two-year deal, which I think is a good deal for for the Falcons. And is he going to be the RB one? I believe so. And Gurley's or, still there? Or not? I think Gurley is a free agent. Really? Then I've never. Yeah. I, that's weird. God is no. He yeah he is. He's only twenty six. Now that is one with all of this NFL studying I do and all of this NFL writing that I do, I completely forgot he was on the on the open market. Yeah. Yeah, there must be a dialogue about him that he's getting close to washed because uh, I kid you not, two, three years ago, he was the best thing going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I uh, believe the deal that was made last year, uh, I don't know if he restructured or whatever, but the plan was for him to be a free agent this summer. And, okay. Um, yeah, he... I think he was signed on a prove it deal and he didn't prove it. So <laughs> <laughs> it, well, we have been vindication for the Falcons. Uh, did you say Marlon Mack? He went back to the Colts. Uh, no, I didn't uh, catch that one. Yes. Yep. He did and go then, back to uh, the Colts. on the other side or not the other side, but in, in the same offense, uh, Hilton stayed there. So yep. they're getting the gang back together, which for fantasy purposes, uh, both those dudes are usually like good, but lukewarm, but still good. And you never know if you can start them or not. Right. Um, so that, that's the first thing my psychotic brain thought of is like, oh, cool. I get to draft Hilton and think I'm good at WR2 and then not sure if these other dudes are going to overtake him. Yep. And then uh, Xavier Rhodes resigned with the Colts oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So it really does have that band back together vibe yeah. with, with the hope that Wentz will be the 2017, 18, 19 version which right. we have, we're on record saying that it very well could happen. Um, there was one more today, wasn't it, Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman, he signed with the Jets, I believe. Oh, okay. So in other words, it's like big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he went uh, back with Soleil. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Probably a, you know, bridge the gap kind of guy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, another big one, Anthony Harris, as we're familiar with, he signed with the Eagles. So yeah, he'll have a prove it year too because he was snubbed from the Pro Bowl, um, you know, by the numbers, by the PFF grade in 2019, and you know, he was one of the best players on the Vikings if you trust Pro Football Focus, and then the league interceptions, by the way, and then this year the whole defense went to hell um, via injuries and whatnot. And Harris had a lot of tackles, but that's because the defense had a lot of leaks and the Vikings evidently didn't want to pony up $5 million. And so he'll do what his predecessor, Andrew Sandejo did and go to the Eagles and probably do play this deal out and hope, hope for a big one heading into his 31, 32, 33. Yeah. What about the names that are still on the board? And that's probably even more of an exciting topic. The one that comes to mind is JVN Clowney. Because I yep. never know how to feel about uh, him going forward. He was one of the coolest prospects of the last decade to come out of college because of one single play. Um, and then, of course, there was more. He deserved it. Um, but he has not been a sack merchant in the NFL. Recently, he can't stay healthy. Um, but we all know that name. We all would get excited if he was the acquisition on the other uh, side of our defensive line to any team. Um, 
do you have any prognostication where he goes or how soon that'll happen? He visited with uh, Cleveland Browns today. Oh, yeah. uh, Garrett and Clowney, yuck. Yeah, yuck and return good, home. Yuck in a good guess, way for the Browns. Yeah, I guess they'd been um, interested in him or in his services for the last year or two. Um, from what I read, you know, this is kind of more of a face-to-face meet and greet to finally kind of see and feel each other out on on what you know each other wants in one another. Yeah. Um, uh, from what I've heard, Clowney's probably going to command between uh, ten to fifteen million, probably on a one-year deal, and uh, wait to hit the market again next year when it opens up. Um, staying with the defensive ends, Melvin Ingram, Carlos Dunlap are also uh, bigger names that are out there uh, as free agents. Yeah, that's so Dunlap, Ingram, Justin Houston still out there. Justin Houston is as well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Alden Smith, we heard that news today that he's indeed out there. Um, Everson Griffin, he might have one year left in terms of stardom. Uh, Olivier Vernon. So right, here's the deal. We just read off six of them that can start in the NFL. So right now, if your team needs an edge rusher and they don't have a plan for the, the draft, they, there's no excuse. They've got they've got right. dudes that now e- each day that goes, their, their worth tumbles a little bit or you know, at least week that goes by. So yeah, there are six or seven startable edge rushers in the business. Uh, so keep that in mind. If your team is needy, uh, because yep. they're out there. Same thing with offensive guard too. Yeah. Offensive guard, offensive tackle. Um, is, it, is this normal? Does it usually take this long? Um, probably. I, I know we talked last week in regards to free agency waves, uh, last week was mainly the first wave. Uh, we were starting to see some of the second wave right now. Um, but just the amount of names that are out there still is kind of, um, eye-opening, you know, Mitchell Schwartz, Russell Okung, <laughs> yeah. uh, Alejandro Villanueva, Eric Fisher. Those are the offensive tackle, big names. There's more. Um, Richard Sherman, Malcolm Butler, Brian Poole, Quentin Dunbar at the defensive back position. Uh, also safety position, Kareem Jackson, Xavier Woods, Malik Hooker. Uh, today, the Cowboys signed Keanu Neal. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, there are players out there. Uh, those four positions are probably the the most flush with talent right now, defensive end, cornerback, uh, offensive tackle, and safety. And then we talked about guards. There are a few guards out there still. Yeah. I think, uh, and that's, <clears throat> that is incredibly deep. Um, all those positions that uh, you read, uh, especially at safety. Um, yeah. I mean, Trey Boston, Will Parks. Uh, so yeah, there's, if your team isn't making any moves and you're frustrated by it, or your team has a lot of cap room and you're like, you know, you got to spend it at some point. Uh, I think the was it Jaguars have a lot. The Broncos still have a lot. Um, there are probably more moves to come and patience is a virtue um, evidently yeah. because yeah, there's just a plethora of them. They're out there. Do we, did we forget any the quarterbacks all gone? Alex Smith's still out there. We usually, our shows yeah. usually pivot to quarterback chats, and they've surprisingly <laughs> been uh, a little tame. Uh, Flacco's Sammy, gone. Yeah, Flacco's gone. He he went to um, where is it? Eagles. Yeah. Um, I think the I think we can safely say that any quarterback that could 
how can I say it? Okay, so there's no starting quarterbacks left unless you consider Alex Smith a patch over, which he could, he could be, or unless you believe in the promise of Nick Mullins. He's only 25. Uh, I think all of the dudes that are left are darn good backups. So Colt McCoy, yeah. you consider Blaine Gabbard a darn good backup probably because he started for so long. Um, Brian Hoyer has been around forever, Bortles. So yeah, uh, we've hit the wave of quarterback where your team is either going to have to have one, which most of them do, or you're going to have to sign this dude as a backup or just go draft one. Right. Um, I know we talked, earlier about the wide receivers uh sammy watkins antonio brown those are probably the bigger names that are still out there okay um i thought watkins went to the ravens was that just a rumor i think it was just a rumor okay and i thought the reason i remember that when i saw the alert was like oh boy they got their big splash (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, let's turn it back to 2014 baby (laughs) um defensive tackles another one that it was fairly flush with talent. It still has some bigger names. Geno Atkins, Jarrell Casey, Quan Short are probably the biggest names of that bunch left over. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, running back, James Conner, his name keeps coming up, Duke Johnson. Um, one name that I'm surprised nobody's jumped on is uh, K.J. Wright, the linebacker from Seattle. Okay. Um I haven't heard of many running uh, many linebackers being signed, but I, I believe that he would be a, a good fit for some linebacker needy team. Yeah. God, yeah, that's uh, I, I know him because you know he's in the NFC and Seahawks play my team, your team quite frequently. So yeah, God, there's still a lot out there. So don't be surprised if there is uh, you know an, an emergent wave um, or if they just kind of dribble in for the next month or so. Uh, the last topic. Real quick, um, that we skated around last week because I think we both thought perhaps it would go away. It has not. It has intensified. It's Deshaun Watson. And it's it's a difficult topic to talk about because uh, it transcends football. Um, but So he's been accused by over 15 women of harassment or even worse than that. Um, and I don't want to put your words in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure we feel the same way on this topic. Uh, on matters like this, especially when it gets over the number of one, uh, I believe the women, um, and then I also believe in due process. So uh, I don't think this will end happily. I don't know how long it will drag on. I think it would be a very coordinated, strange coincidence that this amount of uh, women would just collaborate to lie. So there's yeah. probably something there, and it's it's sad for everybody, but uh, I do believe the women, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, the other you know, nugget that people throw in there is that, well, there's no criminal charges filed. And I understand the sentiment there, but um, you know, I'm 37 years old and my life travels have taught me that a lot of times it's not an easy topic to go report to the police and you don't want to do it immediately because you're ashamed and there needs to be more empathy um, towards females in these situations. So I hope that justice is doled out and, um, for the third time, I believe women. Yeah, I, I think you you nailed it. I Is mean, there anything that I missed in that? Because it's it's a dicey topic. Um, because nobody saw it coming uh, when the first right. thing came out. You have the tendency to think, well, that's strange, considering like he's the center of the NFL trade rumor mill, and then there's the rumors of collaboration. But it never made any sense if it was fake. Because why would the Houston's ownership? 
and this lawyer um, who rep- like who I think was pretty prominent in the Deepwater Horizon um, circumstance, you know, mm-hmm. and was reputable. Why would the Texans sabotage a player that they're going to trade? Uh, it right, never, right. never added up to me, but um, that one I don't think is going away. And if indeed some uh, scandal is unearthed that this was all coordinated and made up, then yes, I will eat my words and say, holy crap, I should not have even talked about that on the show. But it, it's, I, I, I don't see it being all fake. It's something that we had to address and it's not a comfortable thing to address. Um, I think just mentioning it is probably good enough. Um, obviously until all the evidence is provided. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, we believe the women, um, you know, the women have a voice in this, um, to pivot to, I guess the NFL side of it. Um, there was reports that I guess there's still five teams that would be interested in trading for them in lieu of this information coming out. So, I mean, obviously they do their own vetting process as well in the NFL. Um, you know, maybe they have more information than the general public, but um, take that for what it's worth. The only thing that I can think of for it to add up where it's true, most of it's true, and Watson doesn't get shunned is that he did this a lot and you know had willing participants. And then he expected it as the norm during massage time and it caught folks off guard and the ones that were uncomfortable, you know, went to authorities or excuse me, filed lawsuits. So he, maybe he just got so ingrained in the process that he thought it was the norm. It's still inexcusable, but I'm trying to rationalize why it would make sense at all. Uh, not to right. say like, you know, poor guy, this is, he's a superstar. He should be getting this. And that's not the case. But the only thing that I think if something was going to make sense that tomorrow, it would be that he enjoyed this. And when he didn't get it, it uh, offended those that he even asked if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we got for NFL trend zone next week. Um, we'll be probably going through all the signings of that week. And I've teased this a couple times. I'm working on guests. Uh, I didn't have any luck this week, um, but I will continue to pound the pavement for our first player guest because it will happen. Um, am I missing anything? No, no, I think that covers it. Maybe we'll do a, a draft pre- preview or oh, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to have to hit yeah, that hard. <laughs> the content's going to write itself. So, all right, yeah. folks. Peace. Later. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.